guys doing good? Everybody all right? You ready, you ready to uh, pour out your heart in the presence of the Lord this morning? I really feel in my heart, you know, this, this week, it's been a long week. This was, uh, for postal workers, this is my long week. I worked Monday through Saturday. And yes, that didn't have to happen to me, so that's a good thing. I didn't go postal. <clears throat> but, I, but I did have some, I just had some really encouraging uh, moments throughout my days. It's part of the blessing of being a mailman. I get to have my times of worship and listen to teaching and stuff and just kind of stir myself up and uh, ended the week having a really good conversation with Dave and Sharon. So that was really fun. I just feel really encouraged. But, you know, I, I felt like last night um, or yesterday when I was finishing work that the Holy Spirit the, the heart of the Father today, he just wants to release in us an, a deeper sense of, of his voice and a deeper sense of his heart. I feel like what, what he's doing in me, I can, I can freely with faith declare it over us as a church that this is what, he, what, he, what he's doing for me. I know he wants to do it for all of us. And what he's doing in each of you individually, those things that are for the body, that he wants to release what you guys carry into the, into the church as well. But I just, I got really wrecked yesterday. I'll just share this really quick. And then we're going to read some scripture and worship. Yesterday, I was delivering mail to a house on Virginia Street, just up over the hill here. And there's a, a new couple in this house. And they have a little child, probably three years old. And I was on the one side of the street, and she was out on their porch with the, the little one. And as I crossed over, I saw his nice, fancy white sports car pull up. And I'm not sure if he's military or what, but um, he got out. And I just, you know, I was like, oh, I'll hand him the mail instead of going up to the mailbox. So good morning, hunters. Good morning, Josh. We're waiting for you. So we're taking our time here. Anyway, we can do this kind of, we can embarrass each other when it's a small church. So we all know each other really well. We won't do that to you guys, though. Well, Maybe. Marilyn will. So, so I gave my customer his REI catalog. And uh, as I continued to walk, I just glanced back and I saw him go over to the gate and look at her and the little guy. And little guy stood up on the stairs and he just stood across from him on the other side of the gate. And I knew I could just tell there was this like, are you, you know, what are you going to do, little guy? And, uh, and I didn't want to stare too much. It's personal. But then I watched the little guy's hands go out like that. And I saw it. Then I looked away. I'm like, I started getting messed up. And then I looked again, and he's holding him. He's just holding him. And I felt the pleasure of heaven all over that. I wanted so bad to, to go back over there and just speak a word of encouragement. But it, it wasn't God's timing. But I felt like, like the Lord wants to just not only bless that, like he, he is not only on earthly expression of the heart of a dad, the heart of a father over a child, but he wants to awaken our hearts to his affection for us. He has such deep love and affection for every one of you, for each one of us. And I just pray this morning, and I just want to declare this morning that, 
that we're going to welcome him to come in that way as we worship him, as we, even as we open up with reading of some scripture, that we want to welcome him to come and encounter us in that way, that he would reveal his daddy heart to us. That you're not just an orphan that was brought into the family of God. No, he, he sees you as a son, as a daughter of creation. And those that are lost, those that are not yet reconciled to Jesus, he sees them as his sons and his daughters that he wants them to come home to. He is the good father in that prodigal story. He's not waiting for you and people to get the, get the repentance message perfect in order to come and explain yourself, and then he will welcome you in. No, he's the one who's going to run to you on the road before you even open your mouth. And he's going to embrace you and welcome you in. We might need to help our little ones back here uh, get set up. But we're going to open up. And good morning, guys. We're going to open up with some scriptures. Now that I've said that, I, I believe that he wants to release that part of his heart over our gathering this morning. And I also feel like he just wants to give each one of us a deeper sense and awareness of his voice. Like it's, it's all about intimacy with him. He has more to say to each one of us individually than we believe, than we're probably even willing to listen to if we just could wrap our minds around that. So why don't we do this? I won't have you guys stand for this because it's a whole chapter. Can you guys handle a whole chapter of, of Ephesians before we worship this morning? Okay. It is from the Passion. I'll just leave this here. It is from the Passion Translation. So Ethan's going to help us out. You guys ready? If you want to read along, you can out loud. I'll just go ahead and read over the mic. And his fullness fills you, even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses. It wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm, who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. The corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through the deeds and desires of our self-life. We lived by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated, living as rebellious children subject to God's wrath like everyone else. But God still loved us with such great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. For it was only through this wonderful grace that we believed in him. Nothing we did could ever earn this salvation. For it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ. 
So no one will ever be able to boast, for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. Period. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. So don't forget that you were not born as Jews and were uncircumcised. Circumcision itself is just a work of man's hands. You had done none of the Jewish covenants and laws. You were foreigners to Israel's incredible heritage. You were without the covenants and prophetic promises of the Messiah, the promised hope, and without God. Why don't you guys stand up? We're going to read the last of this together, standing. Yet look at you now. Look at you now. Everything is new. Although you were once distant and far away from God, now, right now, you have been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of Jesus. You have actually been united to Christ. Our reconciling peace is Jesus. He has made Jew and non-Jew one in Christ. By dying as our sacrifice, he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. This is important, guys. The legal code, the legal code that stood condemning every one of us in this room has now been repealed by his command. He has commanded it. It has been repealed. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity, Jew and non-Jew fused together. Two have now become one, and we live restored to God, restored to God, reconciled in the body of Christ. Through his crucifixion, hatred died. For the Messiah has come to preach this sweet message of peace to you, the ones who were distant, and to those who are near. And now, because we are united to Christ, we both have equal and direct access to the realm of the Holy Spirit, in the realm of the Holy Spirit, to come before Daddy God, to come before Father. So you are not foreigners or guests, but rather you are the children of the city of the Holy Ones with all the rights as family members of the household of God. You are, like, you are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of a temple, and your lives are being built up together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and prophets. And best of all, you are connected to the head, cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. We're almost done. This entire building is under construction. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're under construction. You're under construction, Judah. I'll look at myself in the mirror. I'm under construction. It's okay. You're under construction. You, didn't, you haven't arrived yet. But thanks be to God. He is working it in you and through you. Okay, we're going to finish the scripture and we're going to worship. The entire building is under construction. 
and is continually growing under his supervision until it rises up, completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each one of you into the holy of holies, his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. All right. We could go home now, I think. Did you, did you receive it? His word is powerful. His word is living and active. His word is sharper than a double-edged sword. It goes deep into your spirit, spirit to spirit, deep calls to deep in the roar of the waterfall of his word, his living word. This morning as we worship him, we are going to go into his presence and we are going to allow him to speak his word into our spirits, to continue to bring that construction project into that place of completion, into that place of further progress, into that place of breakthrough. So let's lift our hands. We worship you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Come into this place, Lord. We welcome you. We come by the blood of the Lamb, by the new and living way open for us through the cross and through your broken body. We come into your most holy place this morning. We step into the spirit realm. We step into the holy place where we are now seated with you, Christ Jesus. Seated with you in this heavenly realm. And we come to receive today mercy, grace, strength, breakthrough, healing, more. More of you. We just declare more of you, God. Would you just come and fill this place, inhabit this place this place as our praises fill this room. Come, Jesus, and be enthroned on the praises of your people. We worship you, and we love you in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, we exalt you, Father. Oh, I remember when I was the, the one you left the 99 for, Father, and you came after me and got me, Lord. And I thank you for the freedom and the life you bestowed in me and your joy and, oh, your love, your unfailing love. And, Father, I thank you that, that uh, today you have a word. You have a word for this body of believers. And, and I have to say, I think it's a tag word today. I think some of you have a piece and the next one and the next one and the next one. And what I saw when I was over there just just lost in the spirit with him, I saw Niagara Falls and it was just like there is a huge season of refreshing upon us that if we will stand under his refreshing that everything will be separated apart from us. That doesn't mean we don't have some troubles, some sorrows. It doesn't mean we're not banging on God's door to say, hey, we've got, we've got prodigals and we want them home. It just means that we don't do it in the flesh. We stand firm in Shahina glory, which means, I mean, in Shalom glory, that means there is peace no matter what. No matter what. If you feel like the Lord has given you even a single word or a transitional word or something Come up, please get in line. It's short, it's sweet, but it hits the mark. It hits the mark. Morning, church. Good morning, guests. I'm so welcome you here. On the way to church this morning, um, 
and just praying and preparing for coming, um, the Lord started to speak to me. And uh, I believe that when John, or um, I'm sorry, not John, Charlie and Lori were here speaking about the Father's heart and uh, imparting that to us, I think it gives us a moment to give pause to really press into that and really soak in that because that's the one thing in knowing the Father's heart that we know who we are in Him. And today, um, as I said, as I was praying and seeing um, all of you in, in my mind's eye, um, the way the Father sees you, and what He said to me was, See my people on whom my heart and spirit rest. See how beautifully I have designed them and gifted them for my purpose. See the one who will move mountains in someone's life in my name. See the one who faithfully leads by my spirit. See the one who speaks my name into the darkness and causes it to flee. See the one who shows my life to every individual she encounters. See the one that prophesies over the prodigals and the wounded. See the one who speaks my word that breaks rocks, shatters chains, and brings freedom. See the one that leads the wanderers out of the desert and rescues the shipwreck and shows them the way home. See the one who goes before kings to deliver her people. See the one that holds up, walks beside, encourages, and promotes. See the one that lies face to face and body to body, breathing my breath of healing into them and bringing them back to life. See the one faithful in prayer, standing sentinel for those he loves in me through nights and through seasons. And he gave me a word, um, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. He said, my grace toward you is such that my glory will shine through you and my power be seen upon you. So I just encourage you to press into the Father's heart. Really press in and soak in, in his love because that's how he sees us. We are righteous in him. And that, and that glory shines through us and upon us. Amen. So in the middle of the night, because I wasn't sleeping, that's when the Lord can get my attention because I'm not talking. And so <laughs> he highlighted um, some people. And um, one of them is you, Judah. <laughs> Surprise. Um, and I don't always remember a word that the Lord gives me, but I, I was told by Charlie that I had an anointing to speak destiny and when I got this in the middle of the night, he brought that together because our destinies are all tied in together. We're brothers and sisters. We're in the same family. And that's another concept to me. Like, I'm your big sister. <laughs> Look at you. So what the Lord brought back was that Judah is praise. And I don't, like I said, I don't always remember the words. But for you kids, it's like it's so part of me. And when I saw you in priestly, in the priestly robes and the ephod, I always want to say iPod, the ephod, and it had the stones, and then, you know, he got to pray, and the stones would light up, which I think he should bring back, because that's really cool. But anyway, we have Holy Spirit, so I guess we don't need the ephod anymore. But what he was saying is, you kids all have superpowers. We have superpowers. And Holy Spirit is a superpower. And how cool is that? And he used specifically superpower. And what he was saying is some of you are on an accelerated 
path. And I'm stepping out in faith here, so pray for me, because this is, Lord, just let it be you and nothing of me. So what he said is, I saw you in the priestly robe, and you've already heard a, a, a word that was about you leading praise and worship. What he was saying was, you will help people to step out in their righteousness, and not necessarily as a you know, priest or a pastor or anything like that. I'm not saying that, and I don't know that that's what the Lord's saying either. But what he's saying is you will bring people into the right path because you carry a gift of praise and worship. And with that comes righteousness. And so when you're in a business meeting or whatever God gives you, you're going to send up an arrow prayer. Just always keep your hands open. Naira's really good about that. Keep your hands open. <laughs> And surrender to him because if you send up that arrow prayer, he's going to help guide you. Okay? You guys getting that? The other person, do you want to? So, Emily, a long time ago I had a word that you had a creative gift. And then find out that, yes, you have a creative gift. <laughs> and you're, you're a cook and you love serving and nourishing other people in a healthy way. And then I saw a whole lot of people behind you that you were going to lead and not to be afraid of that. And you are a leader and people will follow you and just know that's a really sweet gift to have. You don't have to, and you're not, you would never say, hey, everybody follow me. But that is such a sweet gift of comfort and strength and hospitality and just the fruits of the Holy Spirit are just so sweet in you. So that's pretty cool. Clayton, you know you're going to get this, right? <laughs> you're Mr. Wisdom, and that's what the Lord said. So when you're in a meeting and you're wondering, how do I lead? Because you're a leader by nature, too. That wisdom, you're going you're gonna to send that up and say, Lord, I need that now. I need that revelation. Because you're going to be called on to make wise choices. And not everybody has wisdom. This this world, you know, we perish for lack of knowledge. That's knowledge. That isn't even wisdom and revelation from the Lord. You're going to have that ability to do that and maybe bring, hopefully, chaos that might be in a, a work structure into some, Lord, give me the words, into just order and clarity. That's what you carry. And the rest of the kids, they've got callings on them too. It's just I have to do who he's telling me to talk to, but all of our kids have destiny. So when he's ready to reveal that, then you're all next, and look at how brave these guys are. Because we all recognize that there is no junior Holy Spirit. Right. It's just that these little ones get it long before at least this lady got it. I wish I'd have gotten it when, when I was little. All right. Give us a brief testimony. Brief I, I kept... Seeing the word redemption, God is our redeemer. I kept saying redeemer and redemption. And I just want to say thank you, God, that you are. You are our redeemer. Yes, you are, Lord. That you are bringing redemption. And I just say yes to that. Mm -hmm. Yes to what you are bringing to us. We say yes, Lord. We say yes. Miss Mary, come on, bring me a word. Bring it to the body. Thank you. Um. I just feel, I've, I've been feeling, I've sensed it, I've walked in it, 
I just wanted to basically announce and let you know, in case you didn't know, we are in a new season right now. And this is a new season that the Lord has opened up. And with that new season, we have to uh, really have the courage to let go of how things have operated in the past, how we have functioned in the past, and, you know, even our preconceived ideas of what it's going to look like in the future. You know, it's like lay all that down because God is doing a new thing. And, um, yeah, even... You know, I'm, I'm a writer, and even with that, the way I used to write years ago is not what he's doing right now. Um, I, I've written three books in like 10 months, and but it was, he instructed me to. I had no idea, no desire even to really do that. And then, anyway, so it was a brand new thing. I saw it. I wrote down what I saw. I saw, I wrote down what I saw. And um, so with each of you, each of you have things that God is using in you that he has already placed within you. It's going to open up now. And so, you know, have that expectation of, okay, whatever you got, I'm walking in it, I'm receiving it. And it, it does take action on our part. We can't just sit there and, you know, just pray it and pray it and pray it and pray it. There's a point where he says, okay, do this. And that's where you need to step out because then it will open up. You know, it's kind of like the children of Israel crossing the Red Sea. It did not open up until they, the priests stepped into the water and then it parted. So it's the same way with each of this new, this new season, these gifts that God is releasing. Because this world is going to be shaken to its very core. Yeah. Darkness is terrified right now. Because the light is getting greater and greater and greater. So hang on. Amen. 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 Not the old, but in with the new. The new. Hello. Hello. My name's Jim Nightingale. I'm from Brisbane, Australia. 13 years ago, I was prophesied over by a U.S. prophet that I'd be coming uh, to release a word of revival in uh, Washington State. And, uh, and that began to happen last year and I'm back here for the second time uh, and that, that word basically uh, it begins with uh, the release of Malachi 4, 5 and 6. Behold I send you Elijah the prophet before the great and terrible day of the Lord's return and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers lest I strike the land with a curse. That this is an opportunity that's beginning to happen around the world. It's a realignment with the heart of the, the, the primary relationship in the cosmos between the Father and the Son, that the Holy Spirit is caught up in, that we, uh, as his church, have operated out of a business model that uh, is caught up in, you know, a pastor with a vision and everyone else's orphans gathered to fulfill that vision, but the time's changing, where a relational dynamic is caught up as fathers and sons, both male and female, we are sons of God, biblically, both uh, relating to our Father, biblically also as male and female, we are called to relate as the bride of Christ and the dynamics that flow out of that. So I'm here to proclaim the release of this new season, new relational dynamics, all right, where, where uh, pastors, those who have been designated pastors, are released as, as fathers of fathers. 
both men and women, fathers of fathers, uh, that, uh, that there is this uh, dynamic just as Elijah released Elisha into a double portion, so there will be a release of spiritual children to be more significant than ourselves. And there's a whole lot more to flow out of that, but I just want to thank you for the opportunity to raise this now because it fits in exactly with what you were saying about the heart of the Father going out, bringing the prodigals in and all that stuff. It's awesome. Isn't God awesome? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your word, Lord. We receive it. We receive it. Come on up. Hey, girl. So during worship, um, I was just, you know, I guess just before the throne, it's beautiful, you know, uh, beautiful skies, uh, beautiful clear sound um and but in it i can hear um that the i can hear that there's some here that feel like they are broken they're imperfect there's something wrong with them but um i see the father he's he's reaching over and he's grabbing his uh, jesus glasses and he's just saying, there you are. There are all my beautiful, perfect people. I don't see any blemish. I don't see any brokenness. I don't see any imperfection. He said, because you have, you have Christ in you. you. Christ is on you. And when he looks at you, he just sees perfection. He, he's just like a, a good parent just wants to... I always end with this. Just wants to scoop you up as a toddler and hug you and kiss you, kiss your face, kiss your neck, and um, just let you know that you're perfect. There may be issues, but those things are being broken off. He doesn't see. He doesn't see the issues, but um, he just. Uh, like you were saying, you know, it's the, the body, the bride, you know, the, we're all coming alongside and we're building each other up, encouraging each other. Yes. Amen, sister. <laughs> How many during their math days remember the greater than and lesser than symbols? Does anybody remember those? What the enemy does is going along with this relationship is he tries to put us on the lesser than side. But Jesus, our Lord said, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. We are kings and priests. That's the enemy's tactic. He's going to try to make you feel lesser than what the Lord says you are. So just as an exercise, close your eyes a minute and say with me, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the second, I am the next second, I am the next second, I am the next second. This goes on for eternity. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Don't let the enemy come by and tell you that you are lesser than what Jesus died for. Jesus paid the price. He paid it all so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. I just had a little vision. I, you know, you know, I have a new brand new little grandbaby and she's just the cutest little thing going. But here's the analogy of, of us in our relationship with the Lord. 
I go see her every day, and when I walk in the door and I say, hi, Emily, hi, Emily, she looks, her eyes get big, and she just smiles this smile, like, ooh, that, that crazy lady is here. We're going to have fun. And it's like the more time I spend with her, the quicker she responds, and that look in her melts my heart with love. Now, there are other family members, and they go once every two months and try to pick her up, and she cries and kicks, and they wonder why. It's the same thing with our relationship with God. If we will just go up to him like he's our daddy, and, and, and we just do the gaga goo goo, and it, we melt his heart with the time we spend. We melt his heart when we say, oh, Papa, I just love you so much. And we just embrace him, and he embraces us. Our love for him melts his heart, and his love back to us melts ours. So let that Niagara fall of love, his love, just pour over you. So John and Mary actually had a word, but you kind of prophesied part of it. <laughs> just about you guys in a new season. I saw that and just felt like God said, just have fun in this new season with him and to not be afraid, just to enjoy, like explore what it is to be with him just to have a great time with him and he's not going to obviously lead you astray so <clears throat> this is really good you guys I think it's so awesome to hear the various facets of the heart of God and how he communicates his heart not one person has to hear or see or describe things the same way every one of Every one of the gifts that were presented up here so far come from a different packaging, and he's, he's on it, on every one of them. Um, I just had a couple of things. I'm just going to start with you, Joe. Is that okay? Can I, can I give you a little word? Would you mind standing up? Would you be okay? I mean, if you want to come up here, you can. Are you, you're not that brave? You're, oh, I'm teasing you. So... Typically, I like to just get a sense of what God would be saying to anyone who's new, who's, who's visiting. Because I would hate for someone to come here once and not come back and never get a word from God. Or, or at least from, from my perspective, trying to hear what God is saying. And so our heart is to encourage people, to bless people, to strengthen people, regardless of where you're at in life. And it was just so simple. I just... I hear the Father, the God of creation, speaking over you that he loves you. He says, I love you, Joe. He says, I was there when you were being born. I was delighting over your birth. His hands, I, I could see his hands around you, speaking life, breathing destiny, promises, hope, and a future, blessing, it's his heart for you. It's his love for you because he is your father. I feel like he wants you to also hear that the reason he sent Jesus was for you and for us. That the thing of, of sin, the thing of failures, the thing of disappointment that we might have between us and God the Father, that Jesus would take it out of the way. 
And he's, he says, you have been forgiven. He speaks it over all of us. And I, I think he wants you to hear today that you are forgiven, my son. And you are forgiven in my son, Jesus. So we just want to bless you with that. I, I'm hoping that you're, you're sensing God's heart for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Right on, Joe. And just a couple uh, short ones here. Yeah, I guess you knew because you're visiting. So I just heard John, <clears throat> beloved son of the Father. He's so proud of you. He loves your big heart. That's why he made sure it was healthy and healed. He loves the hugeness of your heart. And he has so much work for you to do in the days ahead. Fathering. Fathering sons, just like Jim was saying. Fathering sons and daughters who need a spiritual parent in their life. And you have been cut out. You have been fashioned with a huge heart to love on lots of sons and daughters. And he is proud of how you represent him. So we bless you with that. And Mary, he spoke and you obeyed. You carry the sweetness of Jesus. You represent a facet of his glory that is rare and valuable. He is overshadowing you. He's overshadowing that treasure he's placed in you. He's protecting it, guarding it. And I heard, give it away because it won't run out. Just keep giving it away. It's an endless supply. And Jim, this is what I heard during worship, and I, I'm glad you shared what you shared because I, I actually heard, uh, I don't know if it was recalibrating or realign. I heard realignment. I heard realignment. I didn't really know what that meant. I actually didn't type that down because I wasn't sure if, well, so I'm just sharing that now. But this is what I got. He has territory for you to take. I hear undoing the work of the evil one, undoing the works of the devil, tearing down the fortress of lies that people have built around their hearts and minds. You have access to the shield room, the shield room of heaven. You have access to it, dispensing faith shields. I just I saw this picture as you're dismantling the work of the enemy, breaking down the lies that are that people carry around their heart and mind. That you are reaching into the heavenly realm, pulling a, a, a faith shield and putting it on their hands and over them to protect them, to cover their freshly open hearts that you've ministered to. So we bless you and thank you for coming and being here. You guys all doing good? guys doing good? Oh, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to set the timer for like 10 minutes. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to set the timer. I was thinking, ah, I probably don't need to. I, I need to. Mm -hmm. I absolutely have to. Now it says 35 minutes. I'm going to change that to what do you guys think? 10, 10 minutes or 10, 15? 12? 12. 12? There you go. 12? Can I get 12? 13, 13, 13, 13. 13. <laughs> I heard 12, so we're going to go with 12. <laughs> All right. Give him an inch. <laughs> yeah, give me an inch. We'll take a mile.
Let's read a scripture. This is church. We should read the Bible, right? Let's read the first one at the top there. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 and 20 from the English Standard Version. So then, you, all you all and me, all believers on planet Earth, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. You are members of the household of God. The household of God is not a country club where you have a membership card. The house of God has a father and a son and a Holy Spirit. And he says, I am not ashamed to call you brothers and sisters. King Jesus is not ashamed to call you brothers and sisters. He says to the father, here I am and the sons and daughters that you've given me and the children you've given me. Hebrews chapter 2, read it on your own time. I didn't bring it up. Where, where, where are you going, man? I'm not done. Go back to that first one. There we go. I, I just, I have to preach in the middle of the verse. So, You are fellow citizens. You are members of the house of God. Whether you're in this building or you're in your car or in your house or walking the streets delivering mail, you are a member of the house of God. You are his apostolic representation here on the earth. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. You could preach for years about what apostles do and what they bring. One just little simple snippet that I see in an apostle, and I remember the, the description of what an apostle actually is. An apostle is just a delegate from a kingdom or another territory coming into a new territory to bring it and make it like a home away from home. Jesus, our chief apostle, came to the earth as an apost our chief apostle, our apostolic leader. He is our apostle, and he came to bring heaven into the earth. He came to bring the culture of the kingdom of God into earth. And he, because we are in him, we are an apostolic people. And we have been given that, that prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here in the earth just as it is in heaven. So we are his representatives. We are his ambassadors. We are his apostolic people bringing the culture of heaven into the culture of earth. Pretty simple. Now there's a lot more obviously to apostles, sent ones, dads, uh, foundation builders, but let's just settle with that. The culture of heaven being brought in, seen from heaven's perspective, looking at earth's perspective with this divine wisdom and gift that's apostolic. And prophets, the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Prophets hear the voice of God and have a gifting and an anointing to equip the saints to do the same thing, to do the work of the ministry God did not designate apostles to roam. They do roam the land oftentimes. Are you, do you consider yourself, are you known as, an, as a prophet? Did I say apostles? As a prophetic voice? No? Okay. So some may say that you're a prophet. That's what you're saying. Okay, so, so the gift of the prophet was given to the body of Christ, not just to travel and prophesy, but to equip the saints for works of service. Ephesians 4.11, God gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip 
all of us to do the ministry. So congratulations. I declare over you today, you have now been ordained and commissioned in the kingdom of heaven to be the ministers, the priests, the royal priesthood of God most high. We'll make you a, a little carry, carry card to pull out and say, hey, I can do a wedding now. I'm ordained. I shouldn't use the word ordained. You have been commissioned by the great commissioner. Okay, there you go. So if the household of God that we are members of is built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself being our chief cornerstone, then that is what we want and that is what we want to continuously keep before us as we build, as we, as we walk in our life, as we build this thing called church, as we partner, I should say, with Jesus and let, as he builds the church, because he builds the church. Someone said, I think it might have been Chris or Bill Johnson said that it's Jesus builds the church and we extend the kingdom, not the other way around, you know. We can try, but we don't want to build what he's not building. We want to co-labor with Jesus and build that. So it's our heart as a church, as a, as a small, newer church in Bremerton in Kitsap County to, to crack open in our city a well, to dig a well of revival, a well of the presence, a place where the presence of God can come and freely be hosted and manifested so that life and, and hope can be dispensed into our city so that the lost sons and daughters that are lost in darkness can come and find hope, and not just so that they can come here to find hope, but so that us who are in this building getting equipped and trained and encouraged because you are the priesthood of God to go out into the city is you are the ones that carry hope. You are the ones that carry the Holy Spirit everywhere you go. You are the temple of God. You carry, you are being fashioned into the Holy of Holies where the Spirit of God lives and dwells and he wants to get out. He does not want to be bottled up and sometimes I think that cork, I was just seeing this now, that cork on the bottle, if you're, like a, if you're like a vessel of the presence of God, sometimes that cork, it's Facebook. I'm not going to look at anyone because I'll look at myself. It's Facebook. My thing's not Instagram. I was going to say Instagram, but I didn't want to. No condemnation in Christ Jesus, therefore. Right? Amen. Okay? It could be that game I play. Whatever it is. It could be Netflix. It could be sleeping in too late. It could be so many things. But there are, there are things that we allow to be a cork. And God wants to just uncork us. He wants to shift our perspective. He wants to give us eyes to see not just in the natural but in the spirit. He wants to give us heavenly mindsets. Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, I should read it because I'm going to totally botch it up, but he said to set your minds on things above. Set your hearts, your spirit, on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That is where your life is. That is where your life has been hidden. You are in him. So there is this transitioning, and it's a continual work of progress like we opened up with when you turned to your neighbor and said you're under construction we're all under construction we're all learning to hear more and more our heart as legacy city church is that we would become a people that carry this culture of the prophetic i feel like 
like God has been stirring that in my heart for us to continue not only to open up the atmosphere here to welcome prophetic unction to take place, but to continue to make it an emphasis, continue to make it a priority in our meetings. People need to know that God has thoughts towards them. His thoughts towards you, his thoughts towards the people out there, outnumber the sands of the sea. They are vast. You cannot run out of his heart and his thoughts towards men and women, sons and daughters, boys and girls on this planet. He wants to awaken hearts with his love and his hope. He wants to bring them back. He wants his sons and daughters back. So out of that 12 minutes, that was nine. Go for it, Tammy. You just imagine that person who maybe doesn't have, um, they don't think well of themselves, and that life getting brought to them just by a word that God says, that he loves you and you're righteous, that is going to so unlock something in that person that they can be set free. They can, chains will just break. And they can be set free. Behold, a light shines in the darkness. I'm just going to read a few things. Um, you just leave the scripture up there, Ethan. That's fine. Are you going to go turn that back on? Okay. Good, good boy. Good job, son. The heart of God is that the church would, be, would have an apostolic prophetic foundation where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. Jesus Christ is perfect theology. He is our chief apostle. He's our prophet, our priest, our king. Everything we need to know about life and ministry, we can see it in our Jesus. We can see it in the king of kings. And we are in him and we have his mind. We have been, we have been grafted into Jesus. We have the mind of Christ. Therefore, you have access to his thoughts. You are his voice piece in the earth. So Jesus is perfect theology. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. He's our prophet, priest, and king, chief apostle. He is our shepherd. Since we've been united with him in his death, our lives are now hidden in Christ, and we are seated with him in the heavenly realm. We are a new creation. Just own this for yourself. I'm just speaking truth from the word of God to you guys right now. You are a new creation, recreated to be like Jesus, prophetic, priestly, apostolic, ruling and reigning in life. He has graced you with the ability to rule and reign in life through Christ Jesus. What does an apostle do? I already said that. He's a guy who comes or a gal who comes to make a home away from home, his kingdom being established, the culture of the kingdom here on earth. 50 seconds, guys, and I'm going to stop. His plan is that our hearts would awaken to the Father, that we would hear the Father's voice, knowing who he says we are, being led and directed and controlled even by the Spirit. The Bible does say those who are controlled by the Spirit, that's us. I want him to control me. Control me, Holy Spirit. You can have it all. Take the reins of my heart. As an apostolic prophetic people, we want to build on that foundation of intimacy with the Lord, learning to hear his voice, and see, see life from the heavenly perspective, from the throne room perspective. I was listening to Iko Horman. Uh, thank you, Lynette, for letting us borrow those DVD CDs and I could convert them. And Iko was talking about 
taking, you know, I can't do the Japanese accent that she does, but take the elevator up into the throne room and now look down through the feet of Jesus at your circumstances in life. That is what he's, that sounds kind of weird. That sounds like something you got to really like wrap your brain around, but that is what we are called to do, to wrap our minds around spiritual truth. Paul prayed it in Ephesians. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, that you would know the hope of his calling, the glorious riches of the inheritance in the saints. You are rich. You carry treasure from heaven. And he wants to give you illumination in the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your spirit, man. I always say, if you cut my heart open, right, cut my chest open, my heart has eyes. And they're like blinking. But if it's a surgeon, they just kind of disappear. Okay, that was just being silly. God wants the, <laughs> that was a funny look. God wants the eyes of your heart to be open so that you can see and know the hope that he's called you to. The glorious inheritance in the saints. We have an inheritance. We have treasure unlimited that we can access. Healing, deliverance. We get to dispense the, the wonderful news of the gospel, salvation. We get to declare forgiveness of sins. We've been given permission by Jesus. Whoever sins you forgive, I will forgive. Because he already paid the price for it. Now it's up to the person to choose whether or not they want to surrender to Jesus and make him Lord of their life and walk in that forgiveness. But we get to declare it freely. So now I'm in a negative one minute and 45 seconds. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I messed you up. You did. Okay, time's up. No, that was your timer. <laughs> Not my timer. <laughs> I have my own timer. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. <laughs> Looking at our own circumstances through the feet of Jesus, we don't want to just look at our circumstances, but we want to look at other circumstances that way as well so we can actually help them out of whatever they're in. Um, yeah. So, why don't you stand up? Because this helps. Whoa, man. 600 bucks dropped on the floor. <laughs> Still works, though. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You know, we all know that the Bible in 2 Corinthians 5 says, Behold, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Okay, we don't see the new life in each other and in ourselves all the time. Sometimes we see just the flesh that's before us. God is inviting us to see how he sees. I'm hoping maybe next week we can go over some tools. Just take some tools. I am not an expert in this. I am just a mailman, just a husband and a dad, just a guy that comes up here and talks too long lots of times. Just like you guys, we are all in the same boats, these flesh suits, okay? But God has tools. He has things that can help us to activate, to pop the quiff, the quantum wave function, to learn the power of your words. Because when you speak truth and life to somebody under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, chains break. We don't want our kids to grow up in boring church culture where they can't wait to get away from church and go party because all my friends are going to hell and that's where I want to go to. You know? 
that we don't want them to think that church is a waste of time. We want them to, to taste and see how good the Lord is, that they would know the power of the Holy Spirit who, who has been given to us, that the access that we have to the treasures of the kingdom, that, that your own tongue has power the way it was designed by God, the one who spoke the world into existence, put that same power that same likeness in your little rudder inside of your mouth, that you could speak life, you could speak death. Most of the time, we've trained ourselves in death speak. That's why it's important to choose your heavy metal wisely. Choose your music wisely. Learn to speak the things that bring a smile to God's face. Why don't we just pray? We pray, Father, we just thank you this morning, this afternoon, actually. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that you are bent on working with us, that you are committed to this process of striving with your sons and daughters until we can get things, until we get it, that you are patient, that you are kind, that you are slow to anger and abounding in love and compassion. We thank you that you're patient with us. We thank you for all that Jesus did for us. And we just welcome you, Lord. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to come and, and invade the eyes of our hearts, that you would just awaken our spirit man, our spirit woman inside of each person here, that you would open the eyes of our hearts, that we would know you more and see more of your kingdom realities. God, this, this day we just declare blessing and favor, the blessing and favor of heaven over every person in this room. We just declare that there are no hopeless circumstances. I'm going to say some Steve Backlund stuff here. There are no hopeless circumstances. We declare that there are only hopeless people. And when people in this room get real hope, circumstances have to change. Lord, we release hope this morning. We lift up the hearts of those that are weighed down. And we, we breathe hope in the name of Jesus. Amen.